Welcome to Career Bits, the official podcast of the University Career Center at UMC Charlotte. I'm Jay, and I'm happy to be joined today by Associate Director for Operations and Events in the Career Center, Brooke Brown. Brooke, a familiar voice here on Career Bits. Thanks for coming back. Yes, thank you for having me back. If I was remembering correctly, I think last time I was on, I think we were talking about career communities, social impact education and nonprofit, and we definitely have some of those employers attending our fall fair, so a little bit, you know, kind of of a good transition, I would say. Oh, absolutely, because that's what we're here to talk about. The Fall Career and Internship Fair is happening this Friday, September the 17th. It is a virtual career fair. So brought Brooke on to talk a little bit about the best practices, ins and outs as a student, of how to best navigate that fair, and what to expect, because, Brooke, we've got almost 200 employers coming to this thing, right? We do. We're at 194 as of when I left my office, just a couple of minutes to go to get started on this. So we're actually seeing really, really exciting numbers. Um, Last year, we had 150 employers attending this event. So the fact that we're almost at 200 really kind of puts this career fair back to kind of a pre-pandemic level, um, which is really exciting kind of across the board. We're seeing so many employers with opportunities. We're seeing some good signs that those hiring levels are kind of getting back to where they were before the pandemic. Um, And we're still seeing those opportunities for for students and alumni, for internships, co-ops, and full-time jobs. So the hiring is definitely happening. And even though it looks a little different than it did maybe a couple years ago, um, still a lot of the same great opportunities, as well as definitely some new ones. Yeah, for sure, because this has always been the bigger fair of the year. It's it's our big you know fair in the fall. We always have you know hundreds of employers right around the same number in the the gymnasium and uh, the Holton Arena. So it's always big. Let's talk a little bit about the the things to expect because the, the, you know I deal with employers a lot. So a lot of them ask, "What majors is this for?" And the answer is, it's everybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. The this fall fair is really designed for all majors, um, all degree levels. So typically we have 40 to 50 percent of employers that are hiring grad students so any grad students on here this is a great opportunity for you all and typically we would actually say that this career fair holds value for students at pretty much any kind of level Um, obviously seniors this is a great opportunity to be looking for jobs for after graduation also checking out grad programs Uh, If for sophomores and juniors who are interested in internships, this is also a great event. Um, Jay, like you mentioned, this fall fair is typically the largest one of the year. And I think something that students may not realize is that there are quite a few employers that do their recruiting for the entire year just in the fall semester. So students who are looking for spring or even summer internships need to be doing that search, even starting in the fall. Um, There are definitely specific industries and quite a few employers that if you're not kind of active in the fall season or the fall semester in career fairs, you're really going to miss opportunities for an entire year. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's tons of opportunities that, like you say, are exclusively recruited in the fall. And sometimes they'll have some new recs still for the spring. And that's why we do have spring fairs. And you know, we'll talk about those in the spring. But this fall fair is a great time to get yourself in the cycle, whether you're looking for an internship or you're looking for that full-time or even a co-op, like we've mentioned. We've got a little bit of all of it. So we, we hit every every kind of major possible, right? Business, liberal arts, sciences, your engineering, tech majors, you know, CCI, all of it is pretty well covered at this fair. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, we have a great mix of employers. I always like to kind of share with students. We have, you know, some of those large Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies that have the names, you know, that we all know. Um, we have great support this year from school districts and education-related nonprofits. So we have 20 school districts that are attending the event. We typically do see some pretty good numbers of government agencies and nonprofits. So we're definitely seeing those areas grow. And and then, of course, a lot of regional, local businesses, um, some, you know, with names that students may know and others, you know, with names that maybe students don't know, but they can really have some interesting opportunities and maybe, you know, a lot more of an opportunity to grow and get to take on new things that perhaps maybe a Fortune 100 company, you know, may not offer some different opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about the nature of this fair because it is a virtual fair and we've, we feel like we've been in virtual land for a long time. We're kind of in hybrid land, I guess you'd say now, but working a virtual career fair is a little different than being in person, though the system we use replicates that experience pretty closely, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. The system that we use, Career Fairs through Hire and Niner, really tries to take that in-person fair experience and put it online. Um, students kind of show up or log in the day of the career fair. They'll see a list of those 200 or 200 plus employers. They can join queues of any employers they're interested in. Um, and then kind of when they get to the front of that queue, like if, you know, they were standing in line at a career fair, they'll have the opportunity to chat with that employer one-on-one -on -one, um, or possibly participate in a group chat. So it does really try to kind of mimic the in-person career fair experience. And so some of my advice for students would be kind of similar to what we would, the advice we would give students for in-person career fairs. Um, as I've done career fairs over the last decade or so, uh, consistently kind of the two key pieces of feedback that we get from employers are, number one, attire, that students really need to be dressed professionally at these career fairs. Um, and that's definitely something that still applies to virtual fairs. You might maybe a little less uh, less concerned about what you're wearing kind of on the, the lower half <laughs> of your body, but definitely still need to make sure you're wearing a collared shirt, a dress shirt, maybe a tie, ideally a suit jacket, so you're looking professional. And I would say that also kind of includes your background. Um, so making sure you're in kind of a, a clean space, a neat space where there's not a lot going on. Um, so definitely get feedback on that attire piece. And the second one we get feedback on is research. Research. Employers expect that you'll know at least a little bit about their organization before you join their queue or talk to them at a career fair. Um, our online website for the career fair does make that really easy to do some good basic research. Um, and our uh, link for that is, is probably somewhat easy to remember, but it's just career fairs with an S, so career fairs uncc.edu slash FCIF, and that stands for Fall Career and Internship Fair. So careerfairs.uncc.edu slash FCIF. That's right. Yes. That's yeah, you got it. You yeah. nailed it. And and that is also if you're watching us on YouTube, that is now linked at the bottom of the page. It's in the description of the podcast catcher as well. So you'll be able to find your way to the fairs page. So when I'm getting myself prepared, you know, I'm, I'm doing good research, Brooke, as a student, and I've got my resume together, or maybe I'm coming by for drop-ins to get it looked at real quick um, sometime in the next week, and I'm, I'm getting things together. What are some of the cool features I can do that are sort of unique to the virtual fair that maybe I couldn't replicate as a person? Like, you know, I can't stand in five lines at once, 
But on the virtual fair, you can. You can. And I think that's maybe one of the best features about the virtual career fair is, unlike at an in-person fair where you only have one body, you can only stand in one line, in the virtual fair system, you can stand in up to five employer queues at a time. So you can choose five employers or grad programs you're interested in. You can be in their queue, kind of waiting for your opportunity to chat with them. And the system manages kind of where you are in line. Uh, if you get to kind of the front of the queue, um, and get the opportunity to talk with Duke Energy. And at the same time you get to the front of the queue uh, with the Department of Transportation, the system is gonna know that you're chatting with Duke and you know it'll save your place in line with uh, the DOT, but, but not allow multiple employers to contact you at the same time. And we've seen a lot of success with that kind of queue management that's built into the system. I also think um, it's great to be able to include your resume with your career fair RSVP. And then as you do those one-on-one -on -one chats with employers, they can, with one click, pull up your resume, kind of see your background. You don't have to worry about making copies and if you have enough copies and if they print it okay and do you do front and back. You know, a lot of those things with, with having to carry around resumes in an in-person career fair, um, it's definitely a lot more useful to be able to kind of do that electronically. I think it's also great that you can kind of take a look and do some employer research, I think a lot easier in the virtual setting than having to walk around an in-person career fair with your phone or your tablet, kind of trying to maybe do a little research or kind of check your notes. Um, I always think that that's a great tip, I would say, especially for introverts, is when you're doing virtual interviews or virtual career fair conversations, you can have your resume there, you can have the company's website pulled up, you can kind of have your notes and maybe questions that you want to ask, you kind of have those resources right there at your hand, um, and so if you get stumped or, you know, need to check notes, they're, they're kind of right there for you. Yeah, and I think that's what's neat about this is, again, we've tried to replicate the experience of the in-person fair as best as we can. So all the things you would do to prepare for a career fair, if you were going to go and stand in front of people and talk to them, you'll still do, even though you're sitting at your desk and you're looking through your screen for most of the day. And you, you do your research ahead of time. You have your notes where you can get at them. And you give yourself time to sort of reset after you walk from booth to booth. So using your example a bit ago, if I'm done talking with Duke Energy, I can take a minute and go, okay, let me reset my brain a little bit before I go talk to the Department of Transportation. And because of that queuing system, I'm not losing my space. I'm still there and I've got time to talk. And we should mention that our employers use a variety of uh, video interface. So you may be on WebEx, you may be on Zoom, you may be on Teams, you may be on Google Meet. There's all kinds of things. So be prepared for the, the different loading times of those software pieces. Yeah, Jay, and we found from the last year of doing virtual career fairs that probably a good 60 or 70 percent of employers use Teams, and that may be a system that some students are less familiar with. I know I am, since we're a Zoom university. Um, and then the second most popular system is Zoom, which is useful for students. So students who are kind of preparing to get ready for the fair, um, you might kind of you know, check out Teams a little bit, maybe watch a quick YouTube video on how Teams works if you're not familiar with that system. Yeah, I will tell you too about Teams. You don't have to download the Teams client if you don't want to. You can join from your browser, the same as with WebEx too. So whereas with Zoom, all of you should have ready access to that because you're using that for your classes that are virtual and other things as well. Um, and judging by the number of people that are showing up at our meetups in the last couple of weeks, you all know how to use Zoom, which is great. So, but no, Brooke is right. 
a good majority of our employers in the corporate world use Microsoft Teams because it's part of a big software package they all buy into, and it's uh, it's a big uh, big system. I've played around with it some myself, but it's actually pretty easy to use if you can operate Zoom or any of those things. You're going to be uh, fine you know, to, to talk with the employers. I want to go back too, to something you said earlier too, that they have a lot of variety. We have a lot of variety of employer there. And for students, just a good career fair tip anyway, is as you're making your kind of target list of who you want to talk to, think about, is there a role for someone like me and what I want to do and what I know how to do at that organization that maybe is a little outside of the box? So, for instance, if, if you're an accounting major or finance major, you may not think about the fact that there's a value add for you at a school system or at a nonprofit, but believe you me, there is. So what I say, all that is to say, look for alternate ways of maybe entering into the workforce maybe you hadn't thought of before. It, what it does is it allows you, one, to meet with a lot of different people, so more opportunities in front of you, but it also gives you a chance to practice and work yourself up because you can't really do practice interviews unless you're in the right place, right? I mean, mock interviews are great and they're wonderful, but there's nothing like being in the real situation, right? And so I encourage students all the time to you have your top list or whatever, but then also look at and say, you know what? I never thought about working for um, Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, but you know what? I know that there are roles there for me, so let me go talk to those people and if nothing more, I may get a new great contact out of it. I can learn more from it, and I get to practice my pitch and things like that. Yeah, that's great. And I think, Jay, for me, um, my undergrad degree was in English, so I definitely kind of relate to and, and certainly was and you know, am consider myself kind of a, a college of liberal arts and sciences kind of a person or having a background there. And I do hear often from those students like, you know, for me as an English major, like, okay, who at the career fair hires English majors? And I would almost say that maybe that's not quite the right question, but it's more of, you you know, students thinking about what kind of opportunities they, you know, what do you want to do as an English major? Um, and then looking for companies that have those kind of opportunities. Most large organizations have, for example, writers on staff. They have a public relations department. They have marketing staff. They have sales staff, you know, so human resources staff. So, you know, I think there are a lot of opportunities out there and it's really thinking about, like you said, Jay, kind of what do you want um, to be doing and then looking to see what companies um, have those kinds of opportunities. Yeah, and if you're an undergraduate student, I was a liberal arts student as well as a comm major as an undergrad, and, and you start thinking about like, hey, you know, what what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? I need to build some experience, right? So if you're an undergrad, think about, hey, how can what kind of skills am, am I needing to build that I'm going to have to do on top of my, my knowledge in the classroom, and then how can I go and find those internship type experiences and things with an organization doing you know, any of those functions that we just mentioned. So just some, some things to consider and think about as you're getting ready to work the fair, as it were. Now, but we haven't really talked about this. How long is the fair? So the fair is is four hours, so it's 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. So it's four hours long. I, I would largely say that most students don't spend all four hours at the career fair, participating in the career fair. Um, you all have classes or you have work um, or may, depending on how long your employer target list is, may just not need those four hours. Um, I definitely do encourage students to try to kind of aim to be 
part of the career fair, um, maybe kind of in that 11 to 1, 11 to 2 time frame. And I guess basically what I'm saying is, is that if you kind of join the fair at 2.30, half an hour before it stops or before it ends, you could run into some situations where maybe you join a queue but don't quite have time, you know, to get in and talk with the employer. But if you have class and can't join the fair till 12.30 or 1 or 1.30, then absolutely that's fine. Join the career fair when you can. Um, you can come and go too. So if you join at the beginning, you could join a couple of employer queues, maybe talk to a couple of employers, um, head out to grab lunch or um, do a quick work shift, and then you could join back later and kind of join uh, and talk to some additional employers. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice, Brooke. So as we bring this episode of Career Bits to a close and we kind of wrap up, what are, what, are, what are three things every student needs to know to be able to succeed at this career fair and then where can they find more information? Yeah, absolutely. So one of, one of my top tips, I guess, I would say, is actually one we haven't talked about. We were talking about variety in the types of video chat systems that employers use, um, but I also want to mention there's some variety in the, in the types of uh, chats that they have. So employers can offer one-on-one chats, group chats, or both. So the one-on-one chat is probably easy to kind of figure out, right? You kind of stay, get in an employer's queue, and then you would be able to have a one-on-one video chat with that employer. There also are quite a few employers that are attending the fall fair who are opting to offer group chats, uh, maybe in addition to one-on-one, or just offering a group chat and not offering a one-on-one. With group chat, it means that the employer has a Zoom room or a Teams room that's open throughout the event, and you can join to ask questions and get more information. Um, When you look at uh, information at the career fair, you'll also see that there are some employers that offer kind of info sessions throughout the day. So you might join their group chat at 1130 to be able to kind of hear a little bit about what the company is offering and how to get hired by them. Um, I will mention that if a, a company is just doing group chat, when you look at the day of the career fair, when you look at the list of employers, it might say that that employer has no representatives online. If you do see that for an employer, it could very well mean that the employer is offering group chat. And what you're seeing is actually just means that they're not offering one-on-one chat. So if during the career fair, you look at an employer you're interested in, and it happens to say they have no representatives online, click on the employer's name and look for that group chat function. Um, I don't want you all to miss out on employers just because the system maybe doesn't incredibly clearly showcase the, the group chat function. So that that's tip number one, I would say. I think tip number two is just kind of being ready for and being as comfortable as you can with the video chat atmosphere. So all of your interactions with employers will be through video chat. Um, so make sure your technology is working. Make sure the audio is working. Jay, I got to say, you know, when we were getting ready for this podcast, right? We, <laughs> my microphone, the microphone I had was not working. Um, and I'm so glad that we, of course, looked at that before we kind of hit the button and we're ready to, to do that. So, you know, before the event, test your audio, test your video, check out your background and kind of be, be ready for those video chats. And then tip number three, I would say, is don't forget the follow-up. Right. So the, a, attending a career fair is just one part of your job search. It's also just one part of kind of the application and interview process. Um, it's a great way to make those first connections with employers. Um, oftentimes, though, if you um, meet with an employer at a career fair, most employers will need you to officially apply online through their website because that's their process. Um, so that's also a good next step to do if you haven't already done that. 
Um, one of the other things uh, about follow-up that I think is great about the virtual system is um, uh, you, when you have one-on-one -on -one chats with employers, you'll be able to see their um, company name, their employer, like the actual person's name, and their email address. You'll have access to that information in Hire and or after the career fair. And then actually, Friday, next Friday evening around 8 p.m., if you participate in the fair, you'll get an email from the system that gives you a full list of all of the people you talk to at the career fair, includes their email address, and actually kind of reminds you to send them a thank you note. I don't necessarily know that this is something that many students do, so I think the idea of you all after the career fair sending an email to people you talked with, thanking them for choosing to be part of the career fair, for choosing to recruit uh, 49ers, um, emphasize your interest in the organization, attach your resume, I think some good follow-up after the career fair can make a difference. Absolutely. That is wonderful stuff, Brooke. And again, students, if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, you can go to this link or if you just look in your podcatcher's description, it's there. It's careerfairs.uncc.edu slash FCIF. That's Fall Career and Internship Fair. That's where you'll find all the information about the fair. Get yourself prepared and get ready for it. Coming up Friday, September the 17th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. We hope to see you there. All right, folks, thanks again for listening to this episode of Career Bits. Please share this show with others as well because uh, that's how we get the word out about all the happenings of the Career Center. And, of course, you can follow everything you want to know about the Career Center on social media at CLT Career Center now and also our website, career.charlotte.edu. We'll talk to you again soon.